Thank you, Bella. Appreciate it as always. Welcome back to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And today, going to go over a few different things. How many I get to, I'm not sure. It depends on the time and how quickly I get through them. Uh, some of it's kind of more for the parents, some of it more for the players, but I really think it's important for both to listen to everything. It just It's a lot easier. This journey is a lot easier when we're all on the same page. So uh, first, I got my year-end roundup from Spotify, even though we're not quite there yet. But um, some some interesting stuff in there. One big fail on my point, uh, my part, is um, this right here is episode 29 for the year. Because uh, the wrap-up came the other day. There were 28 in there. I wanted to get to 50. So that is a big, big fail on my my part right there. But look, we all fail. We all make mistakes. It's how we act, react and respond to it that matters, right? So I'm going to dust myself off, pick myself up, and, uh, you know, say a few words to myself I can't repeat here because this is a family show. And then I'm going to get myself ready and get my planning going for the, the new year to make sure I get my 50 episodes in 2022. Uh, real quick, before we get to the soccer, I know this stuff is just, you love when I talk about this stuff. So, um <laughs> Some cool. There were some cool numbers. 104% more hours listened to compared to last year. 97% more followers. 91% more streams. And 51% more listeners, which is really cool. Increased the audience by over uh, 50% compared to last year. And there's an odd stat they give uh, for you is 188 of you. This was the most listened podcast for you in 2021. So thank you very much for that. That's really kind of cool. You're uh, losers like I am, right? The uh, the cool kind. So anyway, oh, one last thing. I'm watching the Beatles documentary, uh, Get Back, the new one by uh, Peter Jackson. And in one of the episodes, Ringo threw some shade at Chelsea fans. So I guess that makes Get Back a, uh, a soccer movie, right? Or a soccer documentary. But uh, anyway, so. This first one, I've kind of talked about this before. I think I put it in the Facebook group. And that's just a little bit about why Carly Lloyd matters to your development. And it's not about her skills as a player. Look, and I've said this before, I don't think at the time Carly Lloyd should have taken up a roster spot for the World Cup. And that roster had 23 players. However, um, eight months later, now I know they ended up not having it for a full year. But eight months later after that, I felt based on the way she had been playing, that she absolutely should be on the Olympic roster and starting, by the way. And that roster would only 18 players. That's a big change in a short period of time. So why the change of heart on my part? Well, it's because of speaking, because of her head or her heart, however you want to want to define that. Um, look, she she reads the game in goal in front of goal very, very well. She's also willing to make the run even if the ball might not get there. If you watch her in with scoring opportunities, crosses through balls, whatever, in the in that final third, she's always willing to make that run. That's one thing that's missing from youth players, I've noticed, is they are absolutely, sorry players, absolutely not willing to make that run time and time and time again. You wait and wait and wait because you want the ball to go first because you don't want to make a run without getting it. That's not how you get goals. By the way, you can look at Ronaldo, too, and the way he's changed over the years, as he's gotten a little older and playing more in the middle, his ability to get to that spot, read the game, anticipate, and get to that spot where he believes the ball is going. So if it does get there, 
he's going to score. So, Carly gets goals that many other players should, but don't. They simply don't want it the way that she wants it. They're not willing to make that run over and over over again for a ball that more often than not is not going to get there. They simply don't want it the way she wants it. Look, there's no doubt her ball striking is almost unparalleled in the in the women's game. I'd put maybe Kristen Press up there. And her her screaming rockets from 25, 30 yards are a thing of beauty. They really are. It's unbelievable. Her tap-ins that occur because of her head and heart are even more impressive, that she is able to get to that spot, right? She doesn't let setbacks crush her. She learns from mistakes, moves forward every day is a chance to get better. You know, if you've been here a while, you, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know how much I emphasize the mental game, all of it. Not just being tough or having confidence, but everything about being mentally engaged in the process of what you're doing. And this is where it all seems to fall apart for a lot of young players. It's something Carly Lloyd excels at. I don't know that she did as a young player. From things I've heard her say, I don't I don't believe that she did. She got by uh, on talent. But um, most youth players obviously don't have Carly Lloyd's natural ability. Most youth players also have no idea what true hard work is and how and why it matters. And this is even when doing something as simple as, as toe touches or passing with a teammate five yards away with no defense and, you know, just to get warmed up or what have you. Uh, or, again, for that matter, a simple dynamic warm-up. But understand that your mind is everything and the body follows. Quick side note, it does work the other way around as well. Great example I've used. Uh, I can't remember where I got this. I want to say Zig Ziglar, but I'm not sure. Try smiling all the time. See what that does to your mood. Sounds corny. Sounds weird. Try it. Okay, more on that uh, another time. Most players, they go through the motions. They don't necessarily realize they're doing that because they don't know any better. And sure, they get better. It's inevitable that you're going to get better, but not to the degree that they should. It's one of those things that can be hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. It can be one of those things that holds you back. So a couple of quick examples I've used with my players. So players are listening. You can go out and do this because one's by yourself and one's with a teammate. Although you could also do the same challenge with a with a wall, right? Do toe touches or even bells, something really simple. Then do it with a tough but reachable number that you have to hit in sixty seconds, and a punishment if you if you don't. You know, when I say punishment, it's it's in the in the quotes, right? The, when I do this in a team atmosphere, it's uh, for kind of fun. You know, you're not there to crush them, but give them something. Teammates might enjoy watching, like them doing ten burpees or running a, a sprint or what have you. And you will see a big difference for most players when you ask them to just do the toe touches, to do the bells, and then you do it with the number goal and the possible um, consequences if they don't get it. Uh, another one that you can do with your pairing up with a teammate, pair them up in twos, pass one touch, make it, you know, don't make it crazy, even make it just five, six yards apart. And after a bit, make it, let them do it, watch them after a bit, make it a competition. And you don't tell them this ahead of time, right, because you want to see that difference in them. Make a competition, 60 seconds, highest number wins. One touch passes, they have 60 seconds. Uh, losers do burpees or sprint or whatever. And again, for most, you're going to see a huge difference in how it looks when they're making those pa passes. And that difference is simply the mental focus. It's simply being more mentally engaged in what you're doing. And I give these examples because parents, you can do this, right? Players, you can do the one on your own. I mean, it's a, 
I guess now that I've kind of told you the trick, it's a little different, but by hearing it, maybe going through it or just thinking about how you've done it in the past might help you to understand what I mean when I'm talking about being uh, mentally engaged. Because look, the core of development is always away from the team anyway. I always go back to what uh, Cruyff would always say about, you know, he, he practiced four hours a week at the academy. He played four hours a day in the street. You know, and he would say, where do you think he learned how to play soccer? It's the four hours a day in the street, not the four hours a week with his team. Look, Carly Lloyd is one of those players that doesn't waste a second of her training. So understand, being mentally engaged, you can take your training, you develop a whole new level, a whole new level, and do it quickly. So, um, look, speaking of mentality, I think this is really important for parents and players to understand, when, they, especially when they get frustrated. Soccer is not easy. It is not an easy sport, not for anyone. So, I mean, look, there are athletes of high levels of other sports can make changes because there's a lot of similarity in uh, in different sports. The Eagles, as an Eagles fan, the Eagles left starting left tackle right now is having a really good year. Never played football in his life before he came to the NFL. He was a professional rugby player, or he may have been in professional Australian rules. But either way, he wasn't an NFL player. Um, there's a lot, you know, you can switch between basketball and baseball and football. I'm not saying all of them will be great at the other sports, but there's a lot more pure athleticism involved and it's uh, more practical. Try taking a, a professional player at any of those sports who, who's never, never played soccer. Ask him to go play in the English Premier League. See what happens, right? It's completely different, completely different. And so players, you need to stop fearing mistakes and getting frustrated with them. You know, so many players I know would rather be the defender in 1v1s, which is just so sad and frustrating. I think I might have talked about this in the last podcast, actually. And, and this is something we've done to them as coaches and parents with the way we act and how we talked. And look, even the best out there can look silly. They make mistakes all the time, whoever you want to talk about, Ronaldo, Messi, whatever. But look, here's the thing. The next time they're in the same situation, they're going to attack again. It's a mentality, right? Like Tony Stark in the Avengers. I have a plan. Attack, right? And that's even after he just got crushed by Thor's hammer. He still just went out there. But um, anyway, to that, I'm going to get on to something else. But real quick, I thought this was interesting. Two, the two, I believe, the two top all-time assist leaders in the sport right now, Messi, Ronaldo, two of the greatest goal scorers. Well, actually, I guess Ronaldo's first right now, right? It's past 800, which no one else has done. Two of the greatest goal scorers of all time, two of the greatest 1v1 players and dribblers of all time, two of the greatest finishers of all time are the top two assist leaders of all time. Like I said, if you master the ball and you master finishing, passing becomes easy. Master the ball, master finishing, passing becomes easy. Now, speaking of attacking, do we have time to keep going on this? All right, we'll go a little bit longer. For me, in order to build a foundation and have early success at a young age, into, I want to get into dribbling because I want to continue a little bit with the 1v1. And I've talked about this a little bit. Just to give you an idea, the lunge fake, okay? The simple lunge fake, body fake, body faints, however you want to call it. Uh, I believe one of the group members, when I talked about this in the Facebook uh, group, Mike Glancy said it, you know, he called it the dip and go. You're dipping that shoulder, you're going the other direction. And there are a number of variations, actually, believe it or not. There are a number of different uh, 
body faints. But my reasoning for practicing that and mastering that is that you don't need any kind of ball mastery, right? It's something a complete beginner can work on with some success. Even a five-year-old can do it. Or the ball might even be too big for them to actually throw scissors around, right? They can do a lunge fake, though. They can do a body faint. Um, and you're adding change. When you do that, you're also adding change of speed and you're adding change of direction. Those are incorporated into that type of fake. So uh, there's a video in the uh, Facebook group that uh, Gerald posted about a, a college, a female college player who just literally made a defender fall down. She never even touched the ball. It was simply body fakes. Okay, so in a nutshell, and I've talked about this before, change of speed, change of direction, body feints and fakes, right? Dip in the shoulder being explosive, that first step, step when you change speed and direction, then you're exploding out of the move. If you want to learn how to do that, impactsoccerperformance.com. You will get faster. You will get quicker. You will be a more explosive player. Go get it now. Okay. <sighs> okay. Close control of the ball, obviously. Being able to dribble with every step. Messi's a master of this. Go to the YouTube channel. Check uh which actually has a name now. But anyway, go to the soccerspecialist.com slash YouTube. Check out the 1v1 Nutmeg game. Love that game. It'll be a lot of fun. You just need one teammate. You can go out and play it. So, you know what? I think I'm going to get to the rest of this stuff in another podcast. Cool. That'll help me get to another podcast. I'll hit 30. I'm going to get it done before the end of this year, and that'll be 30. Okay, that's only 60% of 50, but it's a, it's a start. Anyway, I'm losing my voice, too. Can you hear that? I don't have any water with me. I should have done that. But, excuse me. Thank you again so much for listening. Thank you for making it a great year for the podcast. My fault for not doing enough episodes. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Christmas is coming, so I have to say, have to say, you don't have Dominate Game Day, go to Amazon and grab that. You don't have Impact Soccer Performance, go to ImpactSoccerPerformance.com and grab that. Now is a great time to get it. It's going to make you a much, much better player. I'm not even going to go into a whole bunch of details and try and uh, sell you on it. Just go check it out. Also, I have a brand new program coming that I'm um, very proud of. It's kind of what I'm going to build everything around that I really think is going to be awesome to help you all out. So hope everyone's having a great holiday season so far. Well, once again, I appreciate you so much for listening, for spreading the word. That's how we grow. And um, I am going to leave it there, and I will talk to you later. Mm -hmm.